drink it in now. Touchdown, Detroit Lions! Cornbread! 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 Drink it in now. Touchdown, Detroit Lions! Detroit Kool-Aid. All my Detroit Kool-Aid drinkers out there. What is going on? It is Wednesday here on the show. It's Thanksgiving week. We're playing Chicago. I'm your host, Derek Oakry. So who else would be on this show with me than noted Bears honk? I mean, fan. I mean, reporter. I mean, the king of the Believe Podcasting Network where he does Believe in Bears. Big Bears fan, great guy, always coming on the Kool-Aid cast, talk football, fantasy football, sports, and especially when it's Bears, Lions, Joey Christopoulos at Joey Sports Guy. How you doing this week, man? Derek, man, always happy to be on here with you. And it's funny, we, we always meet at the same time to do these pods, but for whatever reason, whenever we meet and the Bears and Lions are about to play each other, you've got some weird Kool-Aid voodoo going on. Uh, because there's complete chaos going on right now at Hallis Hall. You guys are winless. Uh, national TV, let's go. Thank you. You're welcome, America. Let's rock and roll. Drink it in. <laughs> there it is. It's, it's that Kool-Aid uh, all day, every day here on the show. But, Joey, before we talk Lions, I mean, we might actually like compare Lions and Bears players to Thanksgiving Day foods at some point during the show. We are going to preview the game on Thursday. But before we do that, man... I got some breaking news. <laughs> I'm springing this on you right now. This is big. This is breaking. And this is this is something. This isn't rumor and innuendo. This is something that I have photographic evidence to prove this rumor. And it's simply this. I, I, have, I have a photograph that I saw recently on the old social media webs that has Joey Christopoulos at Joey Sports Guy in Steelers gear. I mean, I'm talking the hat. I'm talking terrible towel. I mean, uh, this is the Bears guy. What is going on here? This is this is this is breaking, my friend. Uh, two layers to this. One, get out your magnifying glass. That hat is a White Sox hat. Uh, <laughs> what about the two, what about the large terrible towel? <laughs> yeah. So, um, so the background of it is a couple of things. One is the Bears played the Steelers very recently. Uh, my wife, who uh, I've been married to for three years, she's a diehard Steelers fan. So we had a lot of bets going on between us of who would win. And obviously the Bears blew it and the Steelers won the game. Now, fast forward, her family's in town, wanted to go to Steelers Chargers. And I'm at a point in my life where I'm not a big like I'm going to wear. I'm not going to wear Bears. I don't wear Bears gear to a stadium if I'm not involved. Right. And I actually have done one time. I told my wife, you know what? I will wear a Steelers jersey for a game. And I wore it in 2017 when the Steelers played the uh, the Patriots in the AFC Championship game. Look up the stats. The Patriots absolutely rolled uh, the Steelers that game. Uh, destroyed them. And from that point forth, my wife has said that I'm no longer allowed to wear Steelers gear. So I'm in this group of Steelers fans. We're all going to the game. And if you look at it, uh, I'm actually not wearing Steelers gear. I'm wearing a 311 t-shirt 
that I got uh, 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 in Long Beach <laughs> at a concert about a month and a half ago, and I'm wearing all black just to mesh, mesh in with the rest of the color scheme. And yes, I did put a terrible towel on my shoulder to show uh, support and solidarity. But honestly, I'm kind of I'm kind of home free, Derek, because my wife doesn't want me wearing Steelers gear. She thinks it's bad mocha, thinks it's bad uh, bad luck. So I'm I'm pretty good from there for like moving okay. forward. So, so my gimmick to throw you under the bus and to show that you're a traitor to your Bears uh, brethren and to just uh, mess with you here has totally backfired because you were just being a good husband uh, well, I mean, and, and, yeah. and, I, and I missed the gear. You're, that's what you're saying. Well, no, I no, it's true. I am wearing a terrible towel on my shoulder. I will admit also um, I twirled it once. I'm probably going to need Tommy John after that. Um, but no, I mean, obviously they're in different conferences it's easy, right? It, if, if I was married to a Vikings fan, obviously this would be a way different conversation, but <laughs> we play a once every only four years. Um, I do respect the Steelers organization, so when they do win, I am very happy because my wife is very happy, and that is the key to marriage, Derek. So um, <laughs> There you go. Well, I wish like true for my Bears more, but, she, but uh, you know that's, that's, a, that's a whole different endeavor in itself. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So unlike a lot of Lions fans who have picked a second team because we have been, uh, I don't know, struggling for a couple decades and now say wait, the wait, Steelers or the Derek, Chiefs. Derek, Derek, Lions fans have picked Lions fans have picked different teams. Wait, explain that. Uh, wait, who are these teams? Who are they moving off of? And what? How do we get them back in the in the den in the Lions den? I, I mean, we don't want to talk about them that much because they're not Detroit Kool-Aid drinkers. Drink it in. Uh, Obviously, these are people that it. like they just follow the Chiefs, the Patriots. You know, they're probably Rams fans now. I mean, this is what people do. But the go to is like, oh, I can't root for the Lions. So my second team is the Steelers. So I try to put it on you that you had become the same. You had given up on your bears. You had started donning uh, black and gold. You have debunked <laughs> all these rumors. So like I said, a little fun off top of the show. But I have more Breaking news, Joey, more exclusives here on the show. Now, the last couple weeks, you know, I love to get on here, rant and rave, try to entertain the people. Sometimes I yell where in like my normal regular life, I never yell. I'm very quiet, uh, mild mannered, very shy guy, to be honest. But I come on here and have a ton of fun. So this is the second part of breaking news, everybody. Joey, right before we got recording, word is... That Matt Nagy is going to be Dunsky. I mean, he's going to be out. He's going to be just booted uh, after this Thursday game where the Lions probably uh, take it to him and your Bears. So what I thought I'd do is because I know you love him so much. I know you come on the show. You say all these positive <laughs> things about Mr. Nagy or maybe quite yeah. the contrary. So I thought I'd give you the floor before we start talking Lions and all this other fun on the show. Maybe maybe do a Joey rant. How about a Joey rant on how horrible Matt Nagy is a football coach and what a debacle the Bears are right now and, and what a great game this is going to be on Thursday on Thanksgiving for everybody Derek picture this it's a beautiful it's a beautiful White House lawn and doors swing open and out comes this turkey let's name this turkey Matt Nagy just for the sake of the story yes this turkey waddles to the middle of the White House lawn and sits there and out of the corner down a ramp, wheels out Virginia McCaskey. Is she going to pardon this turkey? She extends a hand, just like in Gladiator, Joaquin Phoenix style, and goes thumbs down to the turkey, <laughs> Matt Nagy. 
Look, Derek, it is not a matter of if, but it is a matter of when. What was leaked was someone who is not in Chicago sports, but is a very well-respected journalist, got a scoop and said that the Chicago Bears have informed Matt Nagy that he will be fired after the Lions game in Week 12 on Thanksgiving. Now, a couple of things about this. One, a lot of people that I respect and listen to and obviously follow also on Twitter have refuted the concept that the Bears have actually talked to Matt Nagy about anything. So clearly this is going on in the organization and they're thinking about it. Furthermore, again, if they win against the Lions, are they going to fire Matt Nagy? Why isn't he already just fired? Why are they waiting for him to coach on Thanksgiving? What do they owe him? What is the, even the point? Now, of course, if we lose to the to the winless Lions, of course he's going to get the axe, right? But, I mean, Derek, long time coming. And, man, this is the third against the Ravens this past week, our third straight embarrassing game this season already. We can't take down Tyler Snoop Huntley. We <laughs> use our timeouts like they're pieces of gum out there on the field. We go out there, we score a go-ahead winning touchdown to put us up by four, and Matt Nagy doesn't know the math to know that we have to go for two because kicking the extra point is pointless to go up five points. We bring the kicking team out. We have to burn our final timeout just so we can line up and run some dumb play that he cooks up to do a two-point conversion that we don't get, and then the Ravens just come right down and stuff it down our throats. The only thing that Matt Nagy is good at, Derek, is win streaks. Because in 2019, we lost four in a row. 2020, we lost six in a row. And this year, we're on five. Looking at six right now, that is all that dude does is just stack up losses in a row. We have, we're have we averaging over, I think, less than 18 points over our last 40 games or something like that. We're at the bottom basement of the offense, and this guy is supposed to be some sort of offensive guru. We love Justin Fields. We think Justin Fields has a future, and we have to get him as far away from the claws of Matt Nagy's genius as quick as possible. I don't know if it's going to happen right after the Lions game. That's the report. But look, it's just a matter of when, not if. It's happening. And am I wrong, Derek? Isn't this like... The Xerox copy of Matt Patricia? Didn't he get axed like right around this time? Was it on Thanksgiving? You guys laid a stinker and they axed him after Thanksgiving? Am I wrong on that? After after Turkey Day, we got blown out by the Houston Texans. Look at uh, us. Who, are, who, are, who are battling now at the top of the draft board with my Detroit Lions. And yes, uh, Mr. Matt Pat, who we shall not speak of anymore, is gone. And and uh, Joey, you did an okay rant. I mean, you, you kind of ramped it up there towards the end. But like when you do a rant, especially on the Kool-Aid cast where you just like to have fun, I recommend like yelling, like strong, real off-the-wall takes, maybe <laughs> like making fun of people's personal appearance. Like those are all things things that make for a great rant here on the show but we are going to dive into content but i have one more exclusive this is exclusive audio of matt Nagy from last sunday hey what happened <laughs> and eerily okay. similar to that this was joey christopoulos at joey sports guy his thoughts as that game ended against the baltimore ravens and against chicago bears hey what happened <laughs> Oh my goodness, Joey! Let's let's dive right into it. Uh, before we start comparing people to food, like what is going on with our teams? Like I feel like they're just finding <laughs> ridiculous ways to lose. I mean, every time I look up, the Lions create a new way to to cost me and and like make my heart palpitate. We've got 
We've got Dan Campbell being ultra conservative all of a sudden where before he was guns ablazing. I'm just going to go for it on every fourth down. I mean, we're missing short field goals. We're having field goals made off crossbars. <laughs> <We're, laughs> we can't get off the field when we need to, yet every other time our defense is playing solid with like corners you've never heard of that were working at the bowling alley two weeks ago. We're going into overtime, Joey, and the Detroit Lions are tying. I mean, a tie, really? You can't get a win or a loss. can't get either. you got to go to overtime and then tie. I mean, it's just ridiculous with my team, and you guys have been doing the same. I mean, you've been trying to stay in games, losing games late, quarterbacks up, down, hurt. I mean, what the heck's going on with both these squads right now? Derek, it's all about survival at this point, right, man? I mean, what's the phrase like? The night is darkest before the dawn, and I promise you the dawn is coming. We just have to get through this season, man. I mean, this has been – it's been a disaster for both our teams. And look, I am i am an optimist, man, and I think that what's been most frustrating – and you guys are probably maybe a little bit in a different spot with this. We're like, you guys obviously started over, right? And it's a, it's a new day. It's a new era. You kind of knew that there was going to be some bumps in the road. But I think for both of our franchises, from our perspective, obviously we're going to be getting rid of our coach, thank God. And we have a quarterback that we like a whole lot. So I'm looking towards the future, and it gives me optimism, and it gives me hope. In the present, in the moment right now, I'm miserable and I'm frustrated. And I think that's something that the Detroit Lions can probably, you know, Detroit Lions fans can probably, you know, empathize with uh, and, and be compassionate with, with what's going on with the Bears right now, right? Where for the bears our coach is gone our defense sucks we're gonna have to retool that whole thing offensively you know let's sort of see what happens i mean you know i'm not saying that we have this stacked deck or anything there's a lot of pieces that we're gonna have to fill up but we don't have a number one wide receiver and that's something that we're gonna have to figure out with a quarterback moving forward and for the lions perspective i mean i'm sorry man i've been telling you for a while detroit lions fans deserve better than jared goff I mean, obviously he can improve a little bit, but let's just be real. He's not the answer, and he's not going to be on the team when you are winning games. My question for you bouncing back is, you know, where are you with Dan Campbell? And take, like, all the press conference stuff aside because, you know, that's all just, you know, that's all just (laughs) fodder for the media. I mean, do you legitimately right now, as it stands today, feel like when the Detroit Lions are winning, and let's just say they're winning in the next year or two, is Dan Campbell going to be involved with that, or is he just kind of a placeholder to kind of get your bearings again, to get this organization focused, and then maybe it's someone else down the road? Where are you with that? Hold on a second before I answer that. Drink it in, uh... All right, now now I'm feeling good. Uh, yeah, Dan Campbell's the guy here in Detroit, man. Like, uh, you know, everybody just looks at the record, the standings, the uh, win-loss, whatever it may be. Like, I still really like this guy. Uh, you know, there's been some things that are obviously unconventional, but I think they went into this year as a totally unconventional type of year because the, the wide receiver talent was lacking, which, again, I still contend you can pretty much find that when you're ready to, whether it be this year, next year, whenever they think they want to address that position, it's not a hard one to fill up in free agency or the draft or however. Um, kind of built from the ground up. Uh, some of those guys are coming along a little bit slower, but Dan Campbell himself, like what I like about him, not only is he so real at the podium and whatnot, but even in games, like this guy's doing everything he can to scrap, fight, get a win, like pump his team up, you know, get emotional, whatever it takes. He's not just sitting there like previous regimes and doing the same old, same old um, and getting 
the same results. He's getting similar results these first, you know, nine, ten games, but he's doing everything different every couple weeks to try to fix it and change it. And I love that. And and Joey, just backing it back to you, like I think there's only one man that kind of summarized what your squad is going through and kind of maybe how to like think about them and digest it. And that was the one and only Misty Mr. Danny Green. The Bears are what we thought they were. What, what, what we thought they yeah. were. Yeah. I got it in. The Bears are who we thought they were. And that's why we took the damn field. Now, if you want to crown them, then crown them. <laughs> but they are who we thought they were. And we let them off the hook. Are you letting them off the hook, Joey? Are you letting the Chicago Bears off the hook? Are they who you or that are they who I thought they were? They seem to be. Well, I they are who they thought we were. Well, look, you know, you already mentioned they lost. We had leads in the last three fourth quarters of games, and in both of those cases, we lost on the last drive of the game. So you know, you can go all day long and just do the whole, you know, you know, you win those games, they're six and four, and all that jazz. But you know, to be honest with you, man, you know, I've just been kind of generally surprised that I don't know we're leading the NFL right now in unsportsmanlike penalties. Uh, we're top five in penalties overall this season. You know, I think the offensive line's probably been a little bit better than normal. But again, this coaching staff, it, what, the most disappointing thing, obviously, this whole offseason has been that when you draft a guy like Justin Fields, you would think that as a coaching staff and at Matt Nagy, you're so excited that you go home at night and you start drawing up plays and you start, you know, conjuring game plans of, man, I can't wait to try this with this kid. And man, I can't wait to do this like this. And when he finally does get in the lineup, they're so abjectly lost that it takes them a little while to figure out how to get to where they are. Now, we've been a 500 team for the last couple of years. You know, the definition of mediocrity right in the middle there. But this is a part of it where maybe this kind of just needed to happen a little bit. Our organization is a mess. Our president of football operations is an accountant. You know what I mean? Like, he's not even a dude that does football. Um, our general manager is largely not seen and very little heard, and his decisions are questionable to begin with. And here's the worst part, Derek. I don't know if you watched that Monday Night Football game last night, but you'll appreciate this. Brashard Perriman caught a pass for 15 yards. So if you want to talk about what's wrong with everything, the Detroit Lions and the Chicago Bears couldn't figure out how to get this dude on the field. You guys have the worst wide receiver core group <laughs> If not in the NFL right now, maybe in the last 10 years. And Brashad Perryman couldn't get on the field for you guys. Meanwhile, the Chicago Bears, we're nothing to sniff at, right? I mean, Allen Robinson, is he a true number one? I don't even know. He's got 30 receptions this year. It's a joke. And he can't, Brashad Perryman can't get on the field for the Chicago Bears. You put him on the Bucks the next week, he's catching a 50 yard pass from Tom Brady. I think that right there really crystallizes a lot of the dysfunction that's deeply, deeply rooted in both of our organizations right now. And just now it's just going to be a question of, you know, moving forward, you want to think that there's optimism, right? But at the at the heart of it, I don't really know if the people in charge of the Bears are really going to be those that are going to be able to hit the right buttons and make it happen. And you should be just as skeptical in Detroit. Like, you know, what says anything about the Bears or Lions that we're going to be back to elite-style football in the next couple of years strictly by just the people that are running the show, not the players that are on the field or the coach that's calling the plays? <laughs> Joey, let's do this. Let me let me end with this. Now, when I threw that at you, when I threw the Denny Green sound at you, I, I thought your reply might be a little bit shorter and simpler, something like this. Yeah, I understand. I got it in my head, dude. 
and then like hit the podium like Denny did where he lost his water and then just end it with this. It's garbage. It's garbage. It's garbage. <laughs> I thought that might be your take. Yet you went on to give tons of great info. You kind of compared our squads. Uh, you know, way, way too professional, way too good. Yet your voice did raise a little bit. I almost thought we were going to get a really high rant because I just coached you up on how to rant here on the show. But you're, you're, you're very oh, man. calculated. I'm 40. <laughs> yes, I got that here somewhere on the soundboard. But uh, let, let, let's do this. We went a little bit long here in this first segment. I teased a couple things. I think we need to get our great sponsors in here. Again, you, you kind of defended yourself way too much that you're a closet stealer fan. I mean, you, you covered it well, but uh, <laughs> I, I, I don't know if we believe you or not. You, you also beat up your bears. You've taken a couple shots at my Lions. Our, we're facing off here in a couple days. We're here on the Kool-Aid cast drinking that Detroit Kool-Aid. You're drinking some type of orange jungle juice over there with the Chicago Bears but let's let's take a commercial break but the people got to stay tuned Joey I think because when we come back me and you are gonna like take some lions and bears and compare them to I don't know like turkey and gravy and you know uh, all types of pot who, who knows what we might talk about so how, how about we do that are you ready to like compare people to food and then actually give a prediction and get into this ball game I got a plate I'm in line let's dig in everybody we'll be right back Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady. Live only on Netflix. All right, everybody, this goes out to my fantasy football fans out there. Now, you probably heard about Reality Sports Online, the most powerful fantasy sports platform where owners can build and manage their fantasy team like a real NFL general manager. But the question is, have you tried it? I mean, we're talking free agency, multi-year contracts, rookie drafts, multi-team trades. You could put franchise tags on guys. Uh, It's as close as you're going to get to being an NFL GM. But do you think it sounds complicated? It's not. I'm here to tell you it's the best thing about Reality Sports Online is it's just more fun than your normal fantasy league, but it doesn't take barely any more time. After all this, are you still not sure? I mean, come on now. You can test your general manager skills by going over to Reality Sports Online, call it RSO. Please go check out realitysportsonline.com right now. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Rated PG-13. Kool-Aid drinkers, were back. Um, definitely hope you guys are enjoying. Um, the show you're enjoying football this year despite the Lions struggles the Bears struggles you know football is still great hopefully you're enjoying fantasy football it's me this week again 
timing works out crazy. Joey's on the show. Our teams are playing. I'm playing him in fantasy football, which I've whooped him, I think, at least once, maybe twice this year. Probably be three times. I am oh, at the top I'm of the so standings. <laughs> uh, so I'm sure, I think I've lost like six in a row. I'm, I'm sure Matt Joey has excuses. You know, I'm too busy. I forgot this. I missed this. He, he just can't draft as well as me, and he knows it. So we, we got a lot of matchups going on, a lot of fun here on the show. That's what we do. We try to laugh. We don't put you to sleep like all those other podcasts. And speaking of that, Joey... I'm ready to compare some people to food. So we're going into Thanksgiving. Everybody loves Thanksgiving. It's food. I mean, first it's family. Let's put them up top, even though they're annoying sometimes. Let's put family up there. And then we got football underneath. But third in line is the thing that we love as Americans, as people. It's food, baby. So let's go ahead and combine two out of those three. And when I think about this, if you had to put somebody as stuffing for the Chicago Bears, I mean, stuffing's a little bit gooey, a little bit messy, a little delicious sometimes. Like, who's stuffing for the Chicago Bears? So I'm just going to preface it by saying when I think of stuffing, <laughs> I think of essential, versatile, because let's be honest, people put a whole bunch of different stuff in their stuffing. It's always your version of stuffing. So I'm thinking someone that's versatile essential and absolutely delicious and sometimes can be a bit of the star of the dish depending on what you put into it i'm going roquan smith on the chicago bears dude's coming off twenty-two thousand tackles i uh double check my math on that one uh again last week um against the ravens dude's on the ball he's everywhere in terms of this matchup coming up with bears lions too as well the only person on the planet that is going to be wearing a lion's uniform that scares me is deandre deandre swift and Roquan Smith is going to have to be spying on him, making sure that we have some gap discipline, maybe a little bit of contain on those flat passes. So I'm going Roquan Smith is my stuffing for Thanksgiving. So basically you're saying you're hoping that Roquan is good at stuffing the run on Thursdays. I would just see what I did there. Now you're on it. Now you're on it. If I got to go stuffing, it's a similar thought. It's not about your versatility and you put anything in it you want. No. When I think of stuffing, like I said, I love me some stuffing. I have stuffing 365. I'm having a good steak, piece of chicken. I like to get a little side of stuffing. So I'm I'm a Stover's guy. Keep it simple. None of this, hey, let's throw some raisins. Hey, I got this little leftover part of the turkey. Let's throw in some, some pecans. No, but it, it does get a little, uh, you don't want to be having it all day every day, but you can have it from time to time because it's it's probably a little bit gooey, a little bit not good for you maybe at times. I mean, it might make you a little bit plump. And when I think of the word plump, which I put out on Twitter here recently, I called out a guy named Aleem McNeil and I said, I'm a little concerned about this guy. We took him in the third round. He's supposed to be some athlete, He's supposed to be this penetrator, this young pup that's going to build up our trenches. I mean, he looks like he's had a lot of stuffing. It looks like it's hard to stuff himself in his jersey from what I see. This dude is P-L-U-M-P Plump. That might be his nickname. I might have to call him Plump until he starts making plays. So he's stuffing for me. He stuffs the run. He can barely stuff his gut into his jersey and pants. And I want to see him stuff some quarterbacks because I've seen nothing and definitely no stuffing in the backfield. No TFLs, no nothing. So, Lee McNeil, you're my stuffing. Now, Joey, if I'm going to compare a Lions player to mashed potatoes, I mean, 
everybody loves mashed potatoes. Mashed potatoes is how you describe stuffing to me. Like, they can be very simple, but people can also make some real good mashed potatoes or some real horrible ones, in my opinion. But it's a great side item on Thanksgiving, there's no doubt. So when I'm thinking about mashed, when I'm thinking about some deliciousness, when I'm thinking about something that's just a must on my plate for Thanksgiving for the Detroit Lions, it's the Detroit Lions offensive line. I mean, the two tackles, Decker and Sewell, have been very good. The interior has been better than advertised. We don't even have Frank Ragnow, who's probably like the butter or on the or the garlic on the mashed potatoes, which makes it incredibly awesome, which we'll have next year. So the Lions O line are my mashed potatoes. They mash and uh they're they're gonna mash on Thursday. Who you got? Who's mashed potatoes for Chicago? I gotta be honest, I kept uh I kept drifting off there. I keep coming up with uh I'm looking at McNeil's sack dance, and he just needs to do the do the plump to plump, do the plump to plump, the plump to dance, and I just get that just keeps going in my head. Now it's stuck there. Uh, mashed potatoes. I'm right there with you. When I think mashed potatoes, obviously you're thinking like bedrock of the meal, comfort food, can't go wrong, super hard to screw up, consistent. So I'm gonna go with Dave Montgomery. Uh, Dave Montgomery is a guy who maybe isn't the most flashy dish uh, that you're going to scoop onto your plate. He's maybe not going to bust a home run. But, man, this dude makes you pay. I think opponents hate tackling him because after a while, they're just going to get like hel- el- helmets and elbows right in their gut. He picks up those couple extra yards, which is what I want from my mashed potatoes. I want that extra scoop on the plate when no one's looking. Just pile that up nice and high for my mashed potatoes. And, honestly, Dave Montgomery, probably the biggest key for me for the Bears to beat the Lions on Thursday. So I'm going Monty. All right. So before we keep this smorgasbord moving, it's one thing for me to call Bigelene McNeil plump. Um, you know, a very nice term for somebody that's maybe got a couple extra LBs, a little chunky, however you want to define it. But when you do it, I mean, I think it was you kind of attacking my man. I think you're calling doing this. Or says he's fat. Do the plump. I mean, he's plump. Or says he's fat. Do the plump. He's plump. He's plump. Do the plump. Do plump. The plump. The plump. dance. Fat. I think you called him fat, so okay, we'll we'll let uh, good old number uh, number fifty four deal with you. I mean, he's plump. He's 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 my he's my stuffing here on the team, and hopefully, he makes plays on Thursday. So keep this thing. Oh, moving. another I'm great gonna... one, President of the United States of America. He's plump. He's plump. He's plump. He's Alan <laughs> <Ellen> McNeil. <laughs> All right, man, I'm going to throw it back to you. Uh, Everybody loves gravy, man. We've been talking about things being different. Is there anything different on on a Thanksgiving plate than what type of gravy you got, whether it be the thick white gravy, maybe grandma makes like a dark brown gravy, maybe you got that gravy that looks kind of in between color, but it's absolutely delicious and go on your turkey, on your potatoes, on your stuffing, on anything else, basically on your plate. For some reason, the gravy makes it better. No one's having gravy like any other time during the year. Nobody's like, hey, let's break out the gravy in like September or July. But Thanksgiving, everyone's got their own style of gravy. They do it up right. Who's gravy on Chicago? Chicago. That's a great question. So when I'm thinking, when I'm thinking gravy, right? Like as you just mentioned, it's good on everything, right? And you're gonna just douse it and just soak it all in with all the different parts. So here's where I'm going with this is if my Chicago Bears team if I could put one player and treat him as gravy and put him on the rest of my team, we would be seven and three instead of three and seven, right? That's kind of where I'm coming from this. I'm going to go Robert Quinn on this one. 
guy's having a resurgence season. He's coming off three and a half sacks. Honestly, he probably could have had five or six in the game. He's already at double digits for the year. Dude's earning that pay that paycheck for sure. And obviously, whether it's Goff or whether it's Boyle coming up on Thursday, I think he's the one guy that you really got to watch with. Goff in his tiny little hands. Robert Quinn in his great strip sack in the ball, making some plays, doing a little field flipper there. I'm going Robert Quinn for my gravy on Turkey Day. Oh, man, when I think of gravy for the Detroit Lions, I mean, I think of something that's just the cherry on the top. It's something that's just a delicacy for the day. It's something you shouldn't have, but you're going to have way too much of it. And for that guy and for my gravy, I got one sound bite. Oh, baby. And that's DeAndre Swizzle. <laughs> I mean, Swift has been doing work. I think we got two games with a buck 30 on the ground, plus some extras. He's finding the end zone. I mean, you just got to love that. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> just like Gravy Baby, he does it all. Again, he's a running back, so he's like a little extra. It's kind of like a bonus. Like, you could go without the gravy, but the turkey wouldn't be so good. So we're glad the gravy's there, and we're glad DeAndre Swift is doing work. He is definitely the best delicacy, the best ingredient, the best thing on the plate right now for the Detroit Lions is that gravy that you put on the top. Now, Joey, we got to move to the dessert table here for a second. And that's like once you had your plate, I guess I should say, let me save this one for last. Let, let, let me go to, we already talked about the side items. Let's get to the turkey right now. Like when we're talking turkey, who is turkey for Chicago? I want you to do this because... The people might get a little bit of a rant about me from me when we hear about turkey. Oh, I mentioned this before the pod, my man. Now, look, a lot of people are going to interpret this as turkey being like the main course, the star of the dish. But I'm taking this a little bit more literally. My turkey for me is Matt Nagy. Uh, this is obvious, right? I mean, Matt Nagy was hired in 2018. He had beautiful feathers. You know what I mean? He was living in his own natural habitat. I come from Kansas City. Oh, I'll tell you another story about Patrick Mahomes. Oh, come sit by me. I'm a genius. And slowly but surely, the the NFL has hunted him down, strapped him up. I don't want to make this graphic, but defeathered him. And now he is in an oven at 450 degrees while the Chicago fan base is pulling him out casually to just baste him with, with just juices, firing juices, just unemployment juices over and over again. And now at this point, the knives are out. We're about to pull him out. Let's see what happens on Thursday. But either way, I think the fan base, the organization in Chicago as a city as a whole is ready to carve up this turkey named Matt Nagy and move on from him. That is my turkey. Well, uh, on this show, especially when you come on, I mean, great minds think alike, despite both of our teams uh, doing this. Struggling. <laughs> uh, we're on the same page here because my turkey, and this is where you might hear how a rant's done, Joey. My turkey for the Detroit Lions is none other than Jared Goff, the guy that you came on, ragged on, said he couldn't play out in L.A., told me how small his hand size was, like that mattered. Well, I've watched this guy for eight weeks plus. He can't throw. He can't play. I'm done with this guy. Like, I got no hope. I'm still like, hey, maybe keep him around while we bolster the team. But it's not fun Mm. watching this guy. He can't throw a spiral. I mean, he can't make any plays. I think his average distance to target is like 1.2. Two, somewhere in that vicinity. I mean, his longest throw is a check down in most games. Like, it's an absolute embarrassment. So, this guy might be back at the helm. People are like, oh, good, Jared Goff's back. Like, he gives her a best chance. Like, 
I don't want to see Timmy Boyle, really. I don't want to see David Bowe, really. But Jared Goff, to me, has underperformed. He's played and felt and looked like a turkey for most of the year. Now, you would think, as you said, the turkey's the main course, and it should be. It should be the quarterback. I mean, you're paying 30 million dollars for this turkey. This isn't some discount clearance rack turkey that you got the day before when all the good ones were gone that said, oh, it's uh, 40, 50, 60% off. I mean, this is a high-priced turkey. This is supposed to be the best meat. You know that dark meat you get that you're like, oh, man, I don't know how I found this on the plate, but this is way better than that crusty white meat. No, Jared Goff is crusty white. He's dried up turkey. He's turkey that you don't even put on the sandwich when it comes out of the thing because it's slimy or it's just disgusting. He's he's tofurky. He's tofurky, dude. He's he's, he's, fake. Man. That may Dude, be his I, new nickname. It may be Jared Tofurky. <laughs> I mean, we're giving out nick- we're giving out nicknames left and right. We got Aleem Plump, McNeil. I mean. You you, you called him like you look, called him man, fat. I'm just all I'm gonna say is all I'm gonna say is it's a that's a great it's a great great rant. And all I'm gonna say, man, is that look, dude, I wasn't trying I wasn't trying to be a jerk in the early part of the season, Derek. I am your friend. I was trying to tell you about like, you know, when you see a friend like going out with someone and you're like, man, that just looks like bad news. That's a huge red flag. And you got to kind of step in because, you know, the backstory of that other person. And you're like, hey, just so you know, that one that was a little crazy. Uh, You know what I mean? And you're just trying to protect your friend from possible heartbreak. That's what I was trying to do, man. I mean, golf is uh, golf is brutal. And I'll be honest, heading into Thursday, Tim Boyle, David Blau, Jared Goff, no difference to me. Really, no difference. Um, if Goff starts, I will feel the exact same amount of confidence or lack of confidence against the Lions as I would with Boyle or Blau. Joey, both on the show and off, you always try to talk like talk me into like being more realistic, like calming down, like hey, why you always got to be over the top, like. Uh, again, it's because Jared Goff is simply this. That's terrible. He's terrible. That's Thank you, terrible. Charles. He's awful. So, like, you, you tried to call me down there. You want to be look out for me, and you want me to have a realistic opinion. But, but before I come on the show, during the show, after the show, I mean, I'm straight drinking that Detroit Kool-Aid, my man. Drink it in, uh... I mean, so, double side of cornbread. I mean, that's how I do it here on the show. I like to have fun. Oh. So as much as you told me Jared Goff is going to be terrible... I didn't want to believe it because I had Honolulu blue Kool-Aid going through my veins. He can't be that bad. Unfortunately, the cornbread wore off. Cornbread! Cornbread! And now I agree with you and realize he's absolutely not good. Right, Charles? That's terrible. Exactly. So I'm with you. Can can we get to the dessert rack, please? Yes, please. We deserve it at this point. That, that's, that's how you do a rant, by the way, Joey. So, all right, here, here's the thing. When we go to the dessert rack, I mean, we filled up our plate. We had our our, our turkey or our turkey, as you said. We've had all of our great sides. Some of them has made us uh, plump. Um, and, and now we're going dessert. We know we've ate too much. We're like, man, I need some dessert. Like, you got the chocolate pies, the pecan, the apples. But you got the pumpkin pie. That's like the pie for Thanksgiving. That's like the one, again, tell me one other time where somebody went to their local grocery mid-year and was like, you know what I'm craving right now? Pumpkin pie. No one does that. Yet every mid to late November when this holiday comes around, pumpkin pies are flying off the shelves. Like, 
did did you hear about the they had a Reese's cup pie that just went down and the people went nuts for it. So like so I guess it's just like this time of year, like anything that's pie or turkey or fat or plump foods that we will eat, I think is what it is. But if we're talking like what is my pumpkin pie on the Detroit Lions? What's that thing that I have that like is around that I mean, for me, I don't know. I guess like when I was thinking about it, I was like, I guess it's T J I mean, everyone anticipates it all year like they do the pumpkin pie. I mean, they rank it high. They say, man, pumpkin pie is delicious, like whipped cream. (laughs) Whatever you put on it, it's the best. But (laughs) when you have it, is it really the best pie? I mean, does it really live up to the standards? Is it something you want to have all the time? Or is it just like every once in a while, like around November, like pumpkin pie is great? Because that's kind of what I've been getting from TJ Hawkinson this year. It's like every once in a while, he makes an 8, 10, 12-yard catch. But I'm seeing no seam balls, no TDs, no big-time plays. So, like, on Thursday, I'm going to be, like, all about 88. Like, man, this Hawkinson's going to have two tugs and 100 yards. But when it really comes down, it's kind of be like... I had a I had a little slice of Hawkinson, a little slice of pumpkin. It was good, but I'm I'm not gonna go back to it. It's not gonna be the number one pie anytime soon, in my opinion, for the rest of the year. That's where I'm at. I still have faith in Hawkinson, but man, you are so right. And I feel like I you know, I wanna blame Jared Goff on this one, right? I, I still wanna buy stock on TJ Hawkinson because he's just been so disappointing. Obviously the knee injury could still be bothering him, who knows? Either way, but man, go back to like training camp and everything that you read out of Detroit Lions training camp was, do you want to know what's so good right now? What? Pumpkin pie. TJ Hawkinson. Dude, pumpkin pie is going to have a huge year. We're going to be having a lot of pumpkin pie. I mean, it's not just going to be a one-time thing. It's going to be like, we're going to be having it month after month. He's so good. He's hands and shoulders. Pumpkin pie is the best pie around. And it didn't work out, man. And I, I feel for you. (laughs) <laughs> just maybe it just doesn't happen this year, right? You know what I mean? Maybe uh, maybe this doesn't happen. Um, I'm going to do my pumpkin pie, and um, this is going to make you upset, and I'm kind of excited for it. Uh, <laughs> my pumpkin pie, I'm going color. I'm going color hues on this one. I'm trying to match the color of pumpkin pie a little bit with someone else, <laughs> and I'm going, oh, that's right, Andy the Cincinnati Ginger Snake Dalton. Oh, no. Dalton God. Don't do it. Dalton God. Under center dessert. Dude, I'll tell you this. Andy Dalton's entire career has just been basically someone walking up to them being like, do you want Andy Dalton on your team? And being like, oh, no, I can't. I'm so full. Okay, I will. <laughs> like, that is pumpkin pie. That is Andy Dalton. You shouldn't have it. You already have done everything else that you've possibly needed, and now he's on your team, and now he's playing for you. Um, I'm just going with Andy on this one because, hey, man, that's my quarterback. That's my quarterback, Derek. I love Andy Dalton. <laughs> and the only way we're going to win is with Andy on Thursday. And he's been, you know, he came in he came in against the Ravens. And look, okay, he made two, okay. two really solid plays. He threw a screen pass to Darnell Mooney, which then Darnell Mooney ran for 60 yards. Good for Darnell. Whatever for Andy Dalton. He did find, you know, Marquise Goodwin on that double move to put them up for a 49-yard touchdown towards the end of the game. Other than that, by and large, he was skipping passes. He was pretty inaccurate. He was throwing a little high, throwing a little low, take your pick, whatever it is. But this week, you know, is this maybe one of those moments where Andy Dalton basically writes his paycheck for next season on some other team by playing well against the Lions. And for him, that would truly be dessert for him. So pumpkin pie, Andy Dalton. (laughs) 
light it up, pass it around. How big of a slice do you want? Give me the half slice. Give me the half slice of Andy Dalton. Oh, my God. There's so many ways to go with that. Like, first of all, let's do this. If you're going to drop sound bites, they are funny when you do them manually. But, I mean, you could have teed it up because I, I do have this one in the bank. So you were quoted as saying this. I don't think anybody else is saying this. But I think you just said Andy Dalton. I mean, you said. It's my team. It's my quarterback. I think you said that. Now, now I want to do a quick Jim Rome bit, so I want to rewind your take just to the point where you teed up this excitement for Andy Dalton, and I'm going to do a Jim Rome gimmick. So just go to the point where you named off this red ginger quarterback that you love so much, and then I'll do the bit. Go ahead. Oh, Andy, the Cincinnati ginger snake Dalton. Dalton guy. No. You don't like that color. I don't like that color. Not a very good call. That's the Jim Rome manual buzzer with the LT song in the background because that's not a good call. I don't like that call, but I do like it for the Detroit Lions. The Detroit Lions are going to smash some pumpkin pie off your plate this week. That's all I got to say. So, I mean, again, the other thing I wanted to say with that whole rant you just went on, like we gave Ali McNeil possibly the nickname Plump. You called him fat, but I don't think that was fair. I think that was kind of rude from your standpoint, to be honest. He he's fat. I mean, he's plump, so you might have that as a nickname. We also came up with Tofurky for Jared Goff, which might stick because he's been playing Goff-furky. like a turkey. He can't can't throw. But we're not calling TJ Hawkinson pumpkin pie. So I know you tried to slip that in there with the analogy, but we cannot call him that. It sounds wrong on so many levels, but it was funny by you. So we got all that. Now, Joey, we've went long in the first segment. We went long in the second, but I think we've entertained the people. I mean, we gave them things to laugh at, think about. This is a whole different show than you'll hear anywhere else. And again, mostly on my end, my excuses. You know, I've been drinking some of that Detroit Kool-Aid. Drink it in, man. <laughs> I don't know what your excuse is, but we can't even, like, preview the game now. We had way too much fun with that food segment. So here's what I want to say about this game on Thursday. Thanksgiving, Bears visiting Ford Field and the Detroit Lions. Matt Nagy, I mean, he's like that plump kid playing dodgeball. He's out. Or, if it, again, Joey, he went on kind of a rant. I mean, he'd probably say he's like that... Uh, you know, plump kid, but he might use a different word. Or says he's fat. I didn't say it. I mean, but Matt Nagy's out, so we got that. Here's another one. I mean, a couple of years ago, you guys thought it was Return of the Mac. Oh, wait. <laughs> Crack. <laughs> Cleo Mac won't be back. He's done again. I mean, he's out. That trade didn't work out, so I'll say that. Justin oh, Fields. Oh, worked out good- great. Hold on. We're talking I, I, eight, dude. The, the Lions are talking here. I'm going through my rants uh, and beating up your team before we give our predictions here. Like, again, Justin Fields is out. Imagine that. I mean, half the time he can't throw. He doesn't know what he's doing. Every once in a while he gives you a glimmer of hope. Now you guys thought you were going to see him. He's going to dice up the Lions again, yet he's out. And he also, I don't know, sings like this. Justin Fields, quarterback, The Ohio State University. Yeah, J- Justin Fields, like, we know your we, we, we know your name, bro. Also, kind of a, a, a good singer. La- that was probably a six out of ten. I, I usually sing better. So, so you could call our guys fat, plump, pumpkin pies. You can refer to them as tofurkey, but none of them. 
sing or sometimes play like your golden boy number one over there. And, and I mean, Alan Robinson, he's from Detroit. You pay him a bunch of money, but he's hurt. I don't know if he's going to be out there. I mean, you've had heartbreaking losses against the Baltimore Ravens last week. Your your coach is out the door. Your, your guys are hurt. I mean, to me, this just sets up beautifully. Like, Jared Goff looks like he's going to play. De- DeAndre Swift's a ball player. We know that. He's elite at running back. Reynolds, St. Brown, Khalif Raymond, we're getting a little young, different receiving core together that will make plays in the passing game. I think they're going to show out on Thursday and make a ton of plays. It's going to be an exciting game to be at for everybody that'll be down at Ford Field. T.J. Hawkinson is going to score two pumpkin pies. That's two tugs he's going to find the end zone for, even though I beat him up a little bit in that segment. And, and this is the game, Joey. This is the game where the Detroit Lions, they pull out all the stops. They put on a show for the faithful. And on Thanksgiving, the tradition in Detroit, just a, a staple, they are going to they're going to win this ball game. They're just going to win this game. They're going to put up 31 points in the win. And what? the defense, the young defense that's been holding people down, is going to hold the Bears to 20. This is going to be an 11-point win for the Lions. The people are going to be dancing in the aisles. This is going to be a fun one to be at. The whole state, everyone watching it, the hates on the Lions, going to be like, man, Lions just hold it down. They played great here on Thanksgiving Day. Absolutely tremendous. I mean, that's how it's going to go down on Thursday, Joe, especially here on the Detroit Kool-Aid cast. Drink it in, man. Cornbread, cornbread. Okay. All right. Uh, you gave the Khalil Mack trade a hard time. Uh, I'm going to leave the Tyrell Williams guaranteed money out of this and just let let us all do our homework here. So wait, trivia question for you, Derek. How many points combined have the Lions scored the last three weeks? They have put up 10, 16, and probably somewhere around that number for the third game. So an average of around 15 or so. Right. Okay. And they will the, double the that. Answer is, on the, the answer is thirty-two. The answer is thirty-two. So All you right. guys combined for thirty-two points last week, three weeks, and you got them scoring thirty-one in this game. Okay. Um, I will say though, this is this is why I said in the beginning of the pod, which is so funny, is that if you remember the last time I came on the pod, man, the Bears were coming off that Browns loss, which was so devastating and catastrophic and embarrassing and disgusting. That I remember telling you, man, that the Lions have a really great shot to to beat us that week, you know. And you know, there's some turnovers and Goff's tiny hands and the rain, yada yada. We ended up winning that game, dude. Now we're back here again. I was so excited to maybe have like maybe a hint of confidence from my Bears coming into this game, dude. And I, I don't, man. This is the same scenario. This is another coming off another devastating, boneheaded, mismanaged loss especially by this coaching staff heading into this Thursday game against the Lions. And let me tell you something right now, man. You guys better win this game, okay? Like, <laughs> if you guys don't win this game, if you do not beat our, our sorry Bears who are injured, no one's playing, our coaches can't even tell if he's, like, packing his bags for Hawaii or packing his bags to come back and actually coach his team. We don't even know the difference. If you guys don't beat us on Thursday, man, I think you guys are going over for the year. I'm super sorry. I don't I don't mean to give you I don't mean to put a damper on it. I really don't, but these are those moments, right, when you got to come off the schneid and somehow figure it out and you got to pick up a win and this one is ripe for the Lions to make that happen. And if you guys don't 
Uh, I think you go over. I think you go over for the year and whatever. You got the number one pick. You can just write it off, and then next year just work on it from there. Um, obviously, I'm a Bears fan, so I'm going to say the Bears are going to win 24 to 20. I'm going to go 24 to 20. And basically, kind of what my hope is and what I'm feeling, you know, not just with my heart, but probably more with my head, is that, you know, we're going to run the ball a lot. I think David Montgomery is going to have a lot of success. Your secondary stinks, so thankfully that's going to be kind of a, a, a wash between missing Allen Robinson. Darnell Mooney's a really good player. I think we get up in this game. I think things maybe get a little comfortable and maybe get a little hunky-dory for a second. Maybe we're up 24-10, to 10, and then all of a sudden, you know, you guys score a touchdown, 24-17. Dalton comes out, has a bad three and out, and next thing you know, it's game on, and you guys get the ball in your hands with either to tie or get close or something like that. And I think this game in the end – does get a little bit tighter. Um, you know, I don't know why I'm picking the Bears to win. They've lost five in a row. You know, I don't know why you're picking the Lions to win. They haven't won all season. This is just a bad this is just a matchup that America doesn't deserve, dude. And I apologize for uh on behalf of the Bears for uh presenting half of it uh out to the country. Um I do think the Bears are gonna win, but you know, we'll see what happens. I mean, I guess like the thing about this is what stinks is no matter who wins in this game, I don't think either team really learns anything, right? Do we really learn anything? If the Bears win with Andy Dalton, do they learn anything moving forward? If the Lions get one win on this season and move forward, do they learn anything? That's kind of sort of my question. So have at it. Game on. Strap in. Buckle up. Enjoy. It's happening. Go Furky versus Andy the Pumpkin Pie Dalton. Let's go. Let me end it with this. I, I made a mistake. Again, I'm not a broadcast professional like Joey Christopoulos at Joey Sports Guy on Twitter and every other social platform. He's dominating all of social media and everything uh, involves with the, any sport and every sport. So the mistake I made was giving you the last the last call there. Like I had a good rant. I pumped the people up. I served up some Kool-Aid. And then you brought us back down and said the Bears are going to win and a bunch of other gibber say said. So I'm going to try to end the show with something positive for my Kool-Aid drinkers, the people here. And again, I'm going to do this live. We'll see if we can make this work. Let's let's try to end this with sound bites. So all that stuff you just said, Joey, I mean, let's just start with this one. Try, please. Please. <laughs> we'll go with that. Now, before I end it with more sound bites and, and funny rants to get everybody positive again, let's let's all have a tall glass of that Detroit Kool-Aid. Drink it in, man. I mean, I think Lions fans that are at the game and they're wearing their Honolulu blue and rooting on their team and looking for that first W, I mean, they're going to sound sort of like this on Sunday. Yeah! 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 <laughs> I mean, it's going to be exciting to be in there. There's no, there's no question about it. I mean, you got Chicago. You've got them hiring Matt Nagy. I mean, we all know that was this. It was a bad decision, period, point blank. It was a, the, one of the <laughs> dumbest decisions I ever made. I mean... Here on the Kool-Aid cast, I mean, everybody knows that we all love and root for our Detroit Lions. I love the Lions! Say it with me! I love the Lions! So, Joey, I got to end it with this. It couldn't any be it said any better. I love having you on the show, as well as you repping your bears. But, I mean, I got to take a pause real quick. Know your role and shut your mouth because the people's champ is ready to talk. And that's simply this, Detroit Kool-Aid drinkers. On Thursday, the Detroit Lions are going to return home to Ford Field. They are going to show up big time. Dan Campbell is going to pull out all the stops. Jared Goff is going to 
possibly throw for 300. There are going to be multiple touchdowns, 31 points in this game. As they take down Chicago, put up that first W, get the wheels churning, and I feel pretty good about it. I'm feeling pretty good. Pretty, 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 pretty good. I'm feeling pretty good. So let's drink it in, everybody. Drink it in, man. And you got to have a double side of cornbread. Cornbread! Cornbread! I hope everybody has a Thanksgiving. Joey, that's how we end the show. Another epic episode of the Detroit Kool-Aid cast. Myself and the man, the myth, the legend. He always brings it. He always makes me laugh. Joey Christopoulos, Bears fan, at Joey Sports Guy. Go check him out. Appreciate you coming on, man. It was a fun show. Dude, man, uh, good luck and Godspeed, not just to you, but to Lions Nation out there. Um, happy holidays. Please be safe and be good to each other around that dinner table on Thanksgiving, man. Um, yeah, dude, great great to talk to you. Great to have be back on the pod, man. It's always a pleasure. Uh, you know, we go at each other, but we all do it. We do it all with love. Um, and then, yeah, obviously, uh, follow me at Joey Sports Guy on Twitter or Instagram. You can check out my fantasy football videos where I preview starts and sits for quarterbacks and tight ends every single week for rotoballer.com. You can find that on YouTube. You can check out my show, Believe in Bet Bet on Chicago, where I talk about Chicago sports and also general sports as well, or Believe in Bears with former Bears defensive end and former Lions defensive end Corey Wooten. We do that on a weekly basis. And finally, if you like heavy metal music, check out on YouTube, Right now with John Goblicon, episode one is out of a brand new season. It's a little bit more of my acting Hollywood side of things. Uh, I'm briefly in the first episode, but a lot more coming for my character, Jerry. Uh, Blake Anderson, Workaholics, is uh, guest one. Reggie Watts is coming next week, so make sure you check that out. Derek, man, thanks for having me on, dude. Uh, Be well. Happy holiday. You as well. There he is, everybody, doing big things. He's a professional. He got in all his plugs. He, we talked some trash. Our teams are both struggling, but it should be fun on Thursday. I love having him on. And, uh, yeah, everybody take care out there. This is a fun episode. And uh, we'll catch you next week right here on the Detroit Kool-Aid cast. Take care, everybody. I'll actually catch you on Friday. We're out. Drink it in, man.